Each week, millions of people around the world download the Landlord and Tenant Podmess on their favorite device. The sad thing is, they never get to see what our bodies look like. Well, all that's about to change, James, because we're doing our first ever live show. That's right. On Friday, June 22nd, we'll be taking the stage at Toronto's Bad Dog Theater for our first ever live show. And just like the podcast, we'll have some fun segments, interesting guests, silly games, and all sorts of special surprises. Plus, there's a bar serving beer, wine, and spirits if you need to wet your whistle. Oh, Mike, this sucks. I know it's good. What I wrote is good. The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess live in Toronto, June 22nd at the Bad Dog Theater. For tickets, visit baddogtheater.com. That was good. Welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I am one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I am the other host, and I am Tenant Mike, and as you can tell by uh, James being here, uh, yes, the dynamic duo have been reunited. Not a dynamic duo. Um, Good to see you, James, after your... Very upsetting absence last week. Yes, it is. Um, it's not necessarily great to be back here in this hellish apartment of yours, but it is good to be alive and out of the temporary prison I was in for for a week there. It was uh, pretty scary. That's right. Now, and in case listeners forgot, uh, James wasn't here last week, and I hosted. I I sort of sailed the ship alone, and uh, I kind Which I'm of, pissed off about. By the way, um, I don't know why you bothered. Well, I'm dedicated to solo. our fans, and I'm dedicated to this pod, and it's very important to a lot of people. And I didn't want to deny them their their audio sucker, if I can put it that way. Well, I'm willing to bet that gets the least downloads of any episode we've done. Anyway, well, uh, but yeah, you're you're kind of lucky to be alive, and uh, I I really didn't know if I was ever if I would ever see you again, except maybe if you had an open coffin funeral after your recent ordeal. Maybe tell us uh, tell us what happened. Well, if you remember uh, two episodes ago, I mentioned that I was going to L.A. to hang out with my buddy Elon Musk. Right, uh, we're friends. We party. I'm kind of in the LA scene, and so that's how we met, and we hang out sometimes. Anyway, so I went down. I was hanging out with him, and he, um, you know, he's starting this new boring company that tunnels into the ground to make tunnels. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone knows he's interested in exploring the universe, but I didn't know he was interested in what's beneath our feet too. Yeah, he really is, and uh, he offered me a ride in his new boring machine. So him and Grimes and I hop in, we, you know, go down into the earth, it's wild, it's a really smooth ride, it's fun, it's a nice um, massage seats in there. Can I ask, was Grimes performing any music or even humming? At this point, no. She was sort of like, don't go there, very, and I was being cool about it, I wasn't asking her to sing a few bars of whatever hits or anything. Okay. Anyway, so we get down one one and a half kilometers under the Earth's surface. Uh, for our American listeners, what is it, 2.2 kilometers in a mile? So Something like that, So it's yeah. pretty far down there. 
and the the stupid thing breaks down. <laughs> Just hearing how far underground you are and being trapped there, I'm I'm getting my heart is racing and I feel like I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, I mean that might just be your poor health, but could be. We're underground. We Elon goes, "Oh shit, oh shit, guys! I remember that clear as day. Oh shit, I fucked up." And really? I'm like, "What the hell happened?" He's like, "I didn't put enough gas in." I'm like, "For the love of God!" Wait, and this guy's supposed to be a genius, and he didn't do. He didn't put just enough gas into his boring machine? Yep. Um, and we went straight down a kilometer and a half. Straight down. My God. So we're down there and we're like, you know what? Someone will come get us. Someone will save us. It's fine. You know, the ground police will The, the LAPD of the underground. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we hang out for about a week and it's fun. Um, Elon had a uh, machine that makes your urine turn into water so we refine for water um i washed my hair with it and i sang a little tune and then grimes was like hey that is really good can i use it for my next album and i said yeah sure so that was cool what so Mm -hmm. you co-wrote a song with grimes more or less unbelievable literally i just went one of those things i don't even remember what it was anyway so it's all going fine and then eventually we you know we it's close quarters, and they were starting to get on my nerves. Just the way Elon, you know, the way a whistle in his nose when he breathed. Oh, does he have that? Mm-hmm. Loudly. Really? Because in the profiles I've read, they never mention that. So that's very interesting to, to I think hear. It's, I think he might be paying off the press because it's right. very noticeable. Um, Grimes, um, you know, uh, she has one of those voices where she, every, you know, she asks, she says everything like it's a question. Oh, Are that's Are you going so- in there? So annoying. Yeah. I'm just going to have a sandwich? Like that sort of thing. Not that we had food. Oh, anyway, yeah. What did you do for food? Well, now I'm going to answer. I, I, please don't tell me you had a machine that turned your your waste material into food. No, Mike. We're not going to eat our own Ooh, yuck. feces. Well, you washed your hair with basically Yeah, that's different. Urine. Well, it's a great point because we did run out of food. And we were pretty much thinking, well, this could be it. Like, I mean, we, we got to eat. And uh, was like, it hot down there too? Hot as hell. It was like Phoenix in August. Oh, so all of a sudden, we're, we're, Grimes and I are going. We're starving. This sucks. We are absolutely friggin' starving. Elon. Elon turns to me and he goes, "Don't worry, I've got this, mate." And he grabs a little laser gun he's got, like a laser kind of almost, uh, yeah, gun. I guess. Are you serious? And he he literally zaps off his own leg. So Grimes and I are going, what are you doing? What are you doing? He goes, don't worry about it. I've, I'm, I'm this close to making a, a bionic leg. What? So we can eat this. So no joke, hot as hell, <sighs> Grimes, Elon, and I stuck under the earth in a boring machine eating his leg. Cooked, obviously. Did the laser cook the meat of his leg? The laser cooked the meat. I mean, that's impressive, but it's also very disturbing to hear this. Well... What were we supposed to do? Die of starvation? I mean, come on. Oh, I mean, it's very generous of Elon Musk to offer well, his own leg. It's, it's a huge sacrifice, but it just seems so... Uh, yuck, I don't know if I could personally eat human flesh. I weirdly think he liked it. I think he he's a, a giver, and I think he was excited to try out the new leg, and I weirdly think he was... If it's possible, it was all part of his plan. I don't know. Right. Anyway, so we ate his leg, and then, and then it sort of reached a point where it's like, well, we've either got to get out of here or we're going to eat the other damn leg. <laughs> and I didn't want to, you know, have to roll him up the hole to get out of this tunnel. So in the end, we um, we climbed 
kilometer and a half straight out of the earth. Took Back us, up. Took us 40 hours straight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Harrowing. I won't get into it, but... That reminds me of that story from a few years ago about, remember those Chilean miners that were trapped mm-hmm. underground and mm-hmm. they were miraculously rescued? Your story with Elon and Grimes is very similar. I can see it on the silver screen. I can see it as a movie. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets optioned. We'll see. Um, so anyway, that's why I missed an episode. I apologize to our listeners. Um, I would would never miss one normally, but uh, obviously, extenuating circumstances. I'm sorry you had that weird uh, mic-only episode. Can't have been enjoyable. Now, if I can speak to that for a moment, uh, listeners know that we have our differences from time to time. Sometimes we say things we don't mean in the heat of the moment. We call each other names. We insult each other's families. Even occasionally, one of us will wish death upon the other. Only you ever. But But when you weren't here last week, I will say, I felt frightened, I felt exposed, and I felt like an imposter. Have you heard of imposter syndrome? Sort of. Well, I I was suffering from a, a, a very large bout of imposter syndrome last week, and I admit I choked without you here, and it's so hard for me to say that, because hmm. uh, I really wanted to prove to all the listeners, and to you that I didn't need you at all, and that I could soar with my own pod wings, podcasting wings. Um, and I just crashed to, to earth and broke my, you know, metaphorical legs and spine. Wow. So it was, it was the, a very bad episode, I take it. It was one of the worst episodes. Now, um, I, be, I believe it was all my fault. Our guest, Glenn McCauley, was very, very good. And uh, even though I did blame him in the, in, in the moment for ruining the episode, I take it back. Well, you know what, Mike? I appreciate you saying that. Mm, I can't believe I'm saying this. No, yeah. no. And good learning experience for you. Because now you know where you fall. You know your limits. You know you're not great. Uh, you're not going to achieve a ton on your own. Well, yeah, I guess. And anyway, it's yeah. good to know. Yeah. You aim, you, you stick with your own... You know, limits. Right. But we're back, right? The uh, the, the original bad boys of podcasting. Uh, we are like the um, podcasting equivalent of like, oh, who who are some well-known duos? Um, Bonnie and Clyde. Um, we're also like uh, sort of Laurel and Hardy every now and then when we get a little silly. Um, and we're also like, um, what were Saddam Hussein's kids named? Uday and... Um, Kusei? Yeah, we're sort of like them. I mean, I guess, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm back. I'm more happy to be alive than anything else. But um, yes, the, the podcast can resume. Can Here resume. we go. Don't worry, we folks, go. we're back full, uh, full throttle, full speed ahead. <laughs> so um, how were you, Mike? You had a stressful last yeah, episode. And- since the last episode, I barely left the house. I was in a very dark uh, depression uh because i felt i left i let down all the fans and Mm -hmm. so i I really just didn't go outside hardly ate how about you 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 escaped uh, well i've escaped and and it's interesting that you mentioned you were feeling very stressed because um our segment this week oh that word segment's got me already excited is called stress busters Oh, because I was very stressed, stuck under the earth a kilometer and a half with Elon and Grimes. You were very stressed that you totally failed doing the podcast by yourself. I wiped out. (laughs) So we thought we would come up with things we do to bust stress, stress stress-busting ideas. 
Stress busters. I ain't afraid of no stress. <sighs> so, Mike, um, why don't we begin this stress buster segment with uh, one of your stress busting tips? What's your number one? Sure. So this is something I did basically all last week after my um, my pod failure. I um, spend a lot of time when I feeling when I'm feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders when I'm feeling low and down in the dumps. Uh, this thing I do is I lie face first on the floor for 30 to 40 minutes. Um, you don't need a carpet for this. Just face on like a hard floor. If you have wooden floors or maybe if you're in a warehouse sort of situation, cold concrete floors, I lie down face first on the floor and just go, ah, for 30 or 40 minutes. Just going, ah. And it really gets... Um, at the conclusion of those 30 or 40 minutes, I start feeling good. The endorphins start uh, pumping through my system, uh, and I just, you just need to lie on the floor and go, ah. And this relieves stress for you. It does. Huh. Do you do this alone? Are people seeing you um, do both. this? Yeah, I mean, all last week I was by myself, but I have done it in front of people. I've done it in uh, shopping malls, on uh, buses, hmm. all sorts of places. How interesting. Interesting, Michael. All right. Well, my first stress-busting tip is when I get stressed, I like to try to buy a condo. Um, it's okay. great to get in the market. The more properties you have, really, the better. The way the market goes almost always rises in price, so it's always a good investment. And if you're stressed out and you're just feeling the weight of the world, go on to condos.ca, buy a condo. It'll make you feel better. Um, the caveat, you need to have a little bit of money <laughs> to, uh, to, right. to use your tip. Right. People who aren't familiar with the podcast, I'm very wealthy. I inherited it. Um, and that's why I'm the landlord of the building. And Mike is very, um, what's the opposite of wealthy? Um, I am... Destitute. Um, no, that's not the term I would use. I am, um, well, wage slave. I am uh, a working, working class Canadian is how I would hmm. term it. Anyway, James Army, buy a condo if you're stressed. Okay. Um, my second uh, stress-busting tip is this. I go, it's very cheap. You don't need as much money uh, as James's tip to buy a condo. You can do this for free, basically. All you need to do is have a functioning brain. I take a mindcation to gorgeous, tropical Hawaii. I take a mindcation. A mindcation. I, I sit down or sometimes I stand up and I um, close my eyes and I just imagine there I, that I'm on the beach in Hawaii and there's a beautiful warm breeze blowing and the, the palm trees are swaying. I'm hearing ukulele music and uh, I'm sipping a nice cool drink. And really, where are you in reality? In my apartment or on the subway or in Young Dundas Square, which is Toronto's answer to Times Square, but not quite as busy. Interesting. I mean... One for one, I mean, if it was me, I would fly there or do VR. But I guess that's not not. not yeah, an I mentioned for you. this is a cheap thing; it's for free. All you need is an imagination. Okay, but B, there have been all these volcanic explosions in Hawaii. It's not even a good place to pick. Well, okay, fair enough. It's actually insensitive. Now that you say that, I do realize that this is possibly a bad time to take a mindcation to Hawaii because uh, some a lot of a lot hundreds of houses have been destroyed. By these volcanoes, yeah. and you're there's like those ash. people. You like those people after a tsunami who there's photos taken of them suntanning in this, you know, okay, in the I wreckage. Don't, I don't want to be a disaster tourist, well, so please strike my second stress-busting tip from 
the record and um okay just you apologies to the listeners all right my second stress busting tip is when i'm feeling wound up when i'm you know stressed out i create a burner twitter account and i tweet conspiracy theories about the bill and melinda gates foundation it's a great way to unwind it's a great way to let everything go at the end of the day i highly recommend it james the bill and melinda gates foundation does phenomenal work Magnificent it's a stress buster. That's, you know, so it's not about what the work they do. It's about you focusing on what gets stress relief. Okay. And that's what gets it for me. Well, how would you feel if you actually succeeded in taking down the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Mike, I, I don't even think about it. It's about stress relief. And okay. if I did take it down, okay. I mean, you know, that would be a stress relief too. Some other, some other people, you know, maybe I'd like to start my own foundation someday, and you know, they're kind of getting in the way. Not that I do; I'm not big on charity. Charity isn't. But I'd like a competition. the option. But I'd like the option to do it. And with them out of the way, we'll see. At least the options there. Anyway, all right. Uh, my third and final stress busting tip for you, the lucky listener, is this: when I'm feeling like I just can't take anymore and like I'm going to have a heart attack or my eyes are going to explode in my head. So every day. Not every day. Uh, what I do is I, uh, you can do it at home. You can do it on a couch. You can do it on the floor. You can do it in Young Dundas Square or standing up or sitting down on the subway. I close my eyes and I imagine those I revile. I imagine my enemies, um, those that live to make my life... Uh, just unbearable. And I imagine just thwacking them on the back of the head. They don't see me. They don't hear me creeping up behind them. I just imagine thwacking them on the head with a manhole cover um, and then uh, sneaking away afterwards. And the best part of this is that the police, in my imagination, just ignore it. And they don't pursue the, the case. So there's, I'm not arrested. I'm not brought to trial. Don't go to prison. So that's a nice stress buster for me, and it's a little, a little violent, you know, not for the, the young listeners to do. But. So your stress busters are screaming, closing your eyes and pretending you're someone else, and then closing your eyes and murdering someone. And I also did have a Hawaii one, but we agreed that it was insensitive for me to say that. Good Lord. Okay. Well, uh, good luck with that, Mike. Well, they're good for people who are on a budget. Or psychotic. My last uh, stress buster um, is a, a pretty fun one. Um, you, some of you at home may use a stress ball, those squishy balls when you're stressed out and you squeeze it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I've always loved stress balls. I have a collection. Um, but I find stress balls don't quite quite do the job. So what I do when I'm stressed out is I'll squeeze a very small monkey skull. And if I squeeze that very hard, that often can really, really be a relief. Uh, James, I think I speak for all the listeners when I say, say what? Oh, a the monkey, monkey skull? skull? Yeah. Uh, dark web. Dark web. Go on the dark web. You can get a monkey skull. And it's uh, pickled, so it's rubbery, a little bit like the ball. Uh, and you can squeeze it. And it's <sighs> true. And, and you can even, they even give you a little blurb about where the monkey lived and et cetera, et cetera. So you get like a little biography of, yeah. the, of the poor fellow? Well, they're not really fellows. I mean, you know. I mean, we're all brothers with the and sisters with the animal kingdom. That's how I feel. Anyway. Pervert. No. What? What? Brothers and sisters means pervert. Well, someone has a weird uh, brain. <laughs> Great comeback. So you squeeze a monkey skull. That's yes. very decadent. Who are you? The emperor Caligula from the old days of Rome. 
Don't know who that is, but maybe. Uh, it's a great... I, I like Mike, when I'm giving my stress-busting tips, it's to the listeners who are like me, who have a bit of class and enjoyed the finer things in life. Uh, so don't don't worry if it sounds a little fancy for you. For the James Army out there, it's entirely reasonable. So okay, that's it for Stress Busters. Stress Busters. I ain't afraid of no stress. <sighs> uh. Um. Well, Mike. Um. This I think that a, that was a wonderful segment. It was great. To have yeah, you back. it was pretty good. And um, we've done a very long opening here. Yes. Twenty minutes. Wow. Well. Um, I'm feeling a little stressed about the length of the opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we take a break and come back with our very exciting guest? It's a deal. Welcome back to the pod mess, everybody. This is Tenant Mike uh, again, coming at you in your ears. Uh, doesn't sound uh, doesn't sound very uh, wholesome. Good the way when I you that. say that, coming at you in your ears, you sound uh, really lame, Mike. Uh, but that's yeah. It's, we have a very special guest this week. We do very special, and uh, it's a little unusual for this show because I believe our guest this week is our first Yank. Okay. Is that right, James? I don't think we call them Yanks. But yes, our guest is Scott Rogowski, host of HQ. Hi, this is uh, Scott Rogowski, the host of HQ. Hey, Scott. You're our first Yank, so congratulations. Is that, a, is that an offensive term? Because James gave me quite a, a dirty look when I said it. I prefer Yankee Doodle Dandy. So you're our first Yankee Doodle Dandy. Well, I hope you have a hat with some uh, uh, the famous macaroni. Americans don't refer to them. They did not let me get that through customs, actually. Oh. Because I'd visited, I'd got the macaroni from a farm. You know, it was grown, the semolina wheat. That's not just BS. No, that's Americans are actually serious about macaroni. Can't bring macaroni across the border, and I can't handle produce at the border. I, I was trying to juggle plums in front of the border agent, and that was apparently... Now, I can tell you're annoyed that you couldn't bring that produce in, but I, for one, am happy that our boys at the border are doing their job, because I don't want our farmers' crops to be blighted by all this uh, biological warfare. By Trump's produce. Right. We're connected to them by land. We're not Australia. It doesn't matter if he brings an apple in. I think it does. Uh, But we're very glad to have you. Uh, Yes, this is cool. Scott. Yeah, I'm here basically just to uh, scope out some property. Um, I know that you have a lovely apartment here. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's a shithole. Excuse my language. It's, it's beautiful. I, I happen to, you know, as a Yank, E, Doodle, Dan D, from New York City, where our apartments are pretty shitey. Oh, so, so in New York, this is actually like a good apartment. This is a fantastic apartment. Now, I have to take issue with there, because if anyone listening has ever seen the film Rosemary's Baby, that apartment is gorgeous. Gorgeous. So and I, and that is friends. That is not indicative. You have to be a Satan worshiper to get an apartment like that in New York. You literally have to right. sell your soul to the devil. Okay, okay. well, you raised a point I was going to raise. Um, I'm a conspiracy believer. Uh, you are now... Here we you go. Know, a lot of celebrities. You're in the media... Is Satan worship a thing that you have people that you're meeting now? 
it, it's something that they've they've been hinting at. Okay. You know, as as I meet people like Mandy Moore mm-hmm. and like former Vice President Joe Biden mm-hmm. and like uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Oh, Satan! Yeah, I did notice that he he had a pentagram poking up through his shirt collar like a little ne- neck tattoo. Roger had that a, a, a tattoo. I mean, it was a it was a point of the star. It could have been a Dallas Cowboy logo, but I thought. Oh God! That you can't play favorites as the commissioner. No, so very unlikely. My only, my only other idea of it would be a, a pentagram, pentagram. A Satan's logo. If you, I don't know, but um, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of these Satanists they shave a pentagram into their pubes as well. So I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I think that that is apparently a thing. I've heard that. I haven't. I wasn't next to him in a urinal. I can't confirm that, but uh, I do. Uh, I do wonder about the pubic maintenance of of our celebrities in general i wonder about that too and i hope that they are as as hygienic as i as i am and i assume you are james i mean shaving pubic hair is something that we all do Mm -hmm. but we don't talk about on podcasts enough and you specifically i have to call you out here you never talk about it on hq that is true i've I've come to learn some things about the audience of HQ, and one of them is that they're not really interested in my uh, my genital landscape. All right, fair enough. Weird. Fair enough. Um, now, Scott, you're you're a New Yorker, and I'm sure our listeners here can hear the the quite thick New York accent. And uh, quite, quite, yes, yes. And uh, can I ask do you, as a New Yorker, you're you know you're you're celebrity yourself these days. Do you spend a lot of time at places? Uh, I take Studio umbrage 54? with that comment, sir. Pardon me. You calling me a celebrity? Uh, yes, I am. I I cannot tell a lie, as one of your great political uh, founding fathers said. Well, I, I that is not an accurate statement. I I think uh, judging from the fact that I streaked the field at the Rogers Center today, what and, and didn't uh, and 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 got arrested for it. You'd think a celebrity, if I were a so-called celebrity, I could slide into second base. I could pants Randall Gritchick. But, no. Oh, I was Lord. thrown in stadium jail for a few hours this afternoon. Wow, you streaked at the Jays game. Yeah. You're what? our first streaker in that case, as well as our first yank. Why? What? I've always wondered, why do it? What, what, was, what, was, why, what was it? Just the, the danger of it? Why, why streak? It's beca- it, that's the thing. It, it's the self-fulfilling idea of... I want to be a celebrity. That's the way to become a celebrity in this day and age. That's the only way, really. Sadly, I agree. I don't know. I think you are a celeb at this point. It's like, I mean, I mean, I guess a streak couldn't hurt. It could take you from a, you know, seven to an eight on Can the celeb scale. I, may I use a phrase from the advertising world? Sex sells. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So... Scott, you've mm. been to Toronto a few times. A few too many times, I'd oh, say. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Got it's time to check trouble? out Kitchener, if you know what I mean. Oh, good point. Great town. And Waterloo. Waterloo. You know that uh, Kitchener, I believe, before World War II, used to be called Berlin. And then I don't know why. Something happened and they changed the name. Anyway. Is that so? It's interesting when cities' names change and there's n- no one ever can find out quite the reason why. Scott... Do you notice a big difference in Canada versus when you're at your home in USA? I I notice more brioche dorés. Okay. We don't have those. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't I don't even know what that is. Ugh, James. A brioche doré? 
Everyone knows what You it don't is. know what it is either. Yes, I do. I saw one in the food court yesterday. It's a type of it's a, bread it's product. A pastry store. Oh. It's like yeah. a it, it seems to me to be a chain pastry shop. So hmm. with all of the delights that New York City, the Big Apple has to offer, you would you're saying, you're declaring you'd trade it all in tomorrow just to live here because we have this chain yes, and this, this type of baked Not good. to mention your pizza selection. Oh mm. yeah. Toronto pizza is a little bit famous around the world. Boston pizza. Boston pizza. Mm-hmm. Pizza pizza. Mm-hmm. Pizza pizza. Yeah. Pizza tradizionale. Do the words Pizza Nova mean anything to, to a Yank like you? <laughs> pizza Nova is something I've only heard tell about. I, our, the elders would talk of the Pizza Nova. The elders? My elders, my grandpa. Oh. Oh, really? They yeah. Did, really? Wow. So your grandfather used to sit you down and tell you uh, tales of, of pizza from the days of yore. Pizza, in Ontar- Ontarian pizza. Famous. The Royal Ontario Pizza Oven. Where most of the pizza is baked. Is that true? In the Royal Ontario Pizza Oven? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is baked, but with a twist, if you know what I mean. It's baked on the inside, fried on the outside. Oh. It's messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very delicious. Yeah. So, Scott, what are you doing, what are you doing here in the city aside from uh, streaking? Streaking. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I was trying to gain, you know, that front page of the Toronto Sun is what I wanted. Oh, a really respected newspaper. It's basically, now what would I compare it to in America? Maybe the, the New York Post? Not the kind of thing that I read. Hmm. Well, I read it, and I think it's a great publication, and I'd love to see you getting on there. Um, does the New York Post have a page three girl the way that the Toronto Sun does? Um a young woman, typically from the suburbs or the rural parts of uh, of, of Toronto, uh, who poses in a bikini on the third page of the newspaper, hoping to gain some sort of fame. Does does, does New York have that kind of thing? That seems like uh, more of a Toronto thing, because you know the the ribaldry of it all. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Our Protestant Calvinist tastes. Don't lend uh, themselves to... Uh, Ontario's known for being wild. It's the wild province. It's where wild stuff happens. Debauchery. Uh, well, if you're involved, yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that is news, though, right? I mean, we have to. We can agree that the reason these girls are published... I mean, on page three, not, not page 93. Mm-hmm. They're right there at the front of the book. Yeah. This is newsworthy, that these women are willing to shed... Their clothes and bear sometimes bear it all or bear some at least a little bit yeah they bear a bit in the UK they don't even have a top on and that you see the whole chest area some how would you know that I've read about it because you've never left Toronto I don't know if you know this about Mike Scott he has never left the GTA I have Wi-Fi and that's like leaving the GTA every time I log on not even Ajax yeah never been there your knowledge of Ontario is really impressive. Have you toured around? I have toured around a bit. I've, you know, I did drive at one point from Montreal to Calgary. No. Yeah. Really? Streaking every minor league baseball stadium along the way. Wow. So this is something that I guess... the Lethbridge Diamonds, the Lethbridge yeah. Yeah, Diamond Lethbridge. Cutters, the uh, uh, Hamilton Medicine Hat, Medicine Hat Diamonds, they used to be the Jays, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. So this is something. I guess this is like a scoop for this podcast, and we don't usually sort of break news, but Calgary Cannons. Yeah. Calgary Cannons, the uh, 
The feeder team for the Jays? Is that what they are? No, Mike. No, I don't. Nice Ottawa Lynx. I'm trying to talk sports with the men, and I'm failing. But I think this is the first time that anyone has heard that you're a uh, sort of serial streaker. It's and what I do when I cross the border. It's something I have to keep under wraps. Because I guess the punishments in America are much harsher um, for streaking. Well, I was, I was told that they celebrate streaking. It's, a, it's an art form. I mean, much like burlesque. Oh, the B word. See, my ears perk up as soon as you mm-hmm. said burlesque. Are you a burlesque fan? I love burlesque, and Toronto has one of the great... Now, I'm, I'm sure you're going to push back on this because you're a New Yorker, but I believe we have the world's finest burlesque scene, and we would go toe-to-toe against any other scene. What's wonderful about burlesque is um, the self-seriousness of it all. Oh, you're going to get yourself thrown out in your ear, mister. Absolutely. But it's very different. Wow. So, Scott, can you take us... I- I'm curious, your life... Right now, you're, you're, you're in this app two times a day. Yep. What's a day like for you when you're in, in an app twice a day? Are you doing a lot of coding? Do you do a lot of the I, personally, backend I, stuff? Personally, I am just the face of this operation. I show up. I, you know, they have to prod me into the studio. I, I'm not a willing participant at times. Really? Yeah. I assumed it was like a normal job sort of thing that you... Oh. Am I sensing stage dad syndrome here? There's a bit of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A bit of that. If you don't do the trivia, Scotty, you're not getting your pudding. Oh. So. I don't like I want that. the pudding. You want the pudding. We, we all want the pudding in life. So I, I, do, I do two shows a day, uh, generally, and uh, it, it's, it's the kind of job that doesn't seem like a job, mm. because I would probably be talking to myself anyway for 30 minutes a day. I do a lot of that anyway. Yeah. Why are in they front two of a mirror. shows a day? Why not like that Katy Perry experiment where she was on camera for, I believe, like a full week, 24-7? Why can't you just be on camera all the time uh, just asking questions or going about your daily life? Is that something you, you would want to watch? It would be interesting. I don't know if there's an appetite for that. Um, I've brought this up before. Anyone remember Jenny Cam? Right. It was one of the first websites, and it was a woman named Jenny, and you should just watch her all day. Justin TV? Justin TV. Wasn't that one of them, too? The the early days of live streaming and life hacking? I think it'd be fun to watch you all constantly all the time, and that, uh, like you had no um, privacy. Right. It, would be, it seems like a fun idea when you frame it that way. Mm. Uh, I will pitch it, hmm. and... Uh, We'll see uh, if we can find a sponsor because really it comes down to ad dollars. Maybe Pizza Pizza, mm, Pizza well, Nova. James knows the CEO of Pizza Nova, so maybe we can get. Some I've sort partied of... with him, gone to a Raptors game, front row, and That's tell cool us about guy. the pizza that you guys ate in the bo- uh, like... smokable pizza. Yeah, you vaped that pizza. We vaped the pizza. Yeah. It's like about, it's expensive, it's not sold to regular customers, but if you go to Pizza Nova and you know the special word, you can vape a pizza with the, with the guy behind the counter. Um, Scott, could you ever see yourself coming to Canada and like, like, do you ever have any like show ideas or movie ideas that could be set in Canada? Could you ever imagine that? Like I know in the States you guys probably think, oh, if I do well here, maybe I'll go to Canada. It's a, yeah, it's a well... Like followed like career path kind of thing. Yeah, you do well in New York, and then if you can make it there, you could make it in Bath, Bath, Kitchener. Guelph. Yep. Um, 
Brampton. Here's a question I have about Guelph because there's a university there. I oh, know. absolutely, yes, and they specialize in agricultural studies. Yeah. And is, is talking to a Guelph graduate um, like talking to a Harvard graduate in the sense that if you do mm-hmm. talk to someone from, who graduated from Harvard and you ask them where where'd you go to school, they'll say, "Oh, they'll be they'll be real cagey about it." Like, "Oh, I I went to school in a in America." And they need to go. Okay, a little more specific. I went to school in New England, the New England area. Oh, really? New England? Yeah. Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you want to narrow it down a little more? Boston. I'm in the Boston area. Oh, really? Did you go to BU? Mm. Yeah. I was Cambridge. I was at Cambridge yeah. part of Boston is where I went to school. Oh, oh. Did you, yeah. Was it uh, 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 Cambridge well, College? Yeah. Was it uh, uh, Buckner Hill College? No, it was it was Harvard. Oh, it was Harvard. So you have to really have, they won't. Oh, Harvard after you know. Right. Is it is that same with Guelph? It's yeah. You talk to one of these University of Guelph graduates, and they're very vague about where yeah, it was in Ontario. To, yeah, because oh, they know everyone's yeah. going to be jealous or think that they're uh, part of the elite class of Ontarians yeah. uh, or Canadians even near Cambridge, near Kitchener Waterloo. Yeah, uh, oh. no big deal. Yeah, the Aggies. Those are the people who go to Guelph, right? They call them the Aggies. Is that offensive? You, you're giving me a An look, right? Aggie, because they studied agriculture, right? Sorry, sorry. Of course, I don't know. sorry. That's brain what my fart used to go there. Said, yeah, yeah. Guelph people are very stuck up. They're uh, mm-hmm. they need to uh, realize that their you know what stinks, just like the rest of our you know what stink. Does your you know what stink, Scott? Today it does. Really? Yeah. Is that because you just got off a plane, or is it because of something else, maybe? <laughs> and if that's it's, too personal of a question, you don't have to answer. It's a gastrointestinal issue that I'm suffering. I don't know what's going on. Plane. I've been on a couple planes lately. Hmm. Do you like well, flying? I, I'm getting more used to it. It always boggles my mind how it's even possible. Oh. Just flight in general. The fact that you could, what is it, Bernoulli's effect? How yeah. do you, what are the physics of it all? You go fast enough that you can just fly through the air? Is man's eternal dream, and is also now man's eternal nightmare. Yeah. Flight. I want to put wings on Usain Bolt and see if... I mean, is, is it a matter of you have to just hit a certain speed and boom, you're, you're gone. You're in the air. That's a great question. Um, well, James, you know Elon Musk, and he's he's uh, somewhat of an aerodynamics expert. Can you answer Scott's question? I can. Uh just from what I know about it, just from chatting with Elon, um, I don't know that uh, just a boring old flat, you know, just sticking some wings on the side of uh, Usain Bolt, he's going to, you know, fly into the air. But if it was a flapping, if you added a flap to it, the if flap. you gave him duck wings, right, and you know birds what? can do it. Genetic engineering, graft them to him. Well, I mean, that, I with, his per- with his permission. With his permission. With his I wouldn't permission. be surprised if in 100 years, the rich, like me, would will start grafting animal parts onto their bodies to be able to do things like flying or breathing underwater gills. Would you pay uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for gills? I think that's a small price to pay. Yeah, I do for the too. Ability to to commune with manta rays. So you're a, you're an ocean guy, not a sky guy, or am I misreading? Ocean man. Yeah, that's me. I'm an ocean man too. You have outed yourself. Guy. You're a sky guy. Sky guy. So it's two ocean guys versus one sky guy. You lose, James. Well, fine enough. I do appreciate the sky, but there's not much to see up there. Whereas the underwater delights are many and myriad. That's true. You'll never see an octopus or um, moray eel. 
Or an eel in the sky. In the sky, or a sea turtle. I have to be Absolutely. honest. I always think people who are obsessed with the ocean seem like perverts in a way. <laughs> no the way you're saying no. Ooh, an eel, a manta ray. They all look like they're gross. gooey. Yeah. Is it because? Is it because when you unscrew the top of a, of a flashlight and hold it up, it looks like some sort of like an, an like an octopus a or sea cucumber? Yes. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Well, James? it could be. There are a lot of phallic creatures under the sea. Yeah, way more than in the air. Well, yeah, my, yeah, there aren't many any. It's not well, birds, birds, but birds are also are also earthbound for most of their life. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, more phallic things in the ocean than in the sky. I think we can all agree, even though we we, we like the ocean, you like the sky. But the idea of peeking under the surface of the water, there is a tom, a peeping tom ele- element to that. Oh I yeah. See that. Ooh, what's going on under those murky mm-hmm. depths? Jacques Cousteau was the original pervert. And uh, I think it's important to remember that. Stress busters. I ain't afraid of no stress. (sighs) Scott, New York is known for some things like pizza pie, bagels, and also cabs. But what is your favorite Toronto food? <sighs> Toronto food, to me. And there's a lot. To, uh, it's a very uh, unfair question in a lot of ways because Toronto is known for so many um, wonderful, unique meals and dishes. Is it? Absolutely. We've got um, all sorts of French fries. We have a restaurant, onion rings, in Kensington Market that that somehow manages to mix. Thai food with Hungarian food, and it's actually been open f- for several years, and it's not closed down. Yeah, the, the the mashup of cultures in Toronto is what you get here, mm-hmm. right? You have the uh, collision of East and West, North and South. Oh yeah, right. Guelph and Kitchener, and that is that is mind blowing to think about. I, I I did enjoy just now a pulled chicken sandwich Ooh. at the Assembly Food Hall. Never heard of it. Are you familiar with this? On Richmond and York, I know that street. Never, you know, that. I go, I go to clubs on Richmond on the regular. I'm not familiar with that, but I'm usually, I'm usually on that street late at night. This is one of those places that that has twenty different food stalls. Let's say, oh wow, each specializing okay. in a, in a different niche cuisine: a barbecue place, a taco place, a fried chicken place, a Japanese place, a Lebanese place. You know, wow. I had a I had a paletta as well, a gelato. You on a stick. have a hollow stomach, sir. <laughs> wow, two meals. Would you count gelato as a meal? I would. Dessert is a meal. I agree. I, I was brought up to believe that. I don't know if you guys were also brought up to Mike believe that. Mike is a practicing uh, Catholic. Yeah, so Catholics believe that dessert is a meal. It's really it's a one of the more important uh, cornerstones of the faith. So. Call me nuts, but that's that's what those are my beliefs. The body of Christ can be mm, yeah. found in the center of a flourless chocolate cake. Yeah. Um. So, Mike, you Mike uh, is uh, has a unique political views, which I don't share, and he had a uh, an idea for your app. Oh, I'm kind of I'm sort of nervous to talk well, about. You were this. telling me before he got here. I'm kind of too so nervous, you... Scott. You don't want to hear this idea. No, I don't. First of all, I'll start with a question: Is the fact that so many people are uh, trying to win money uh, 
depressing. A, well, is it a symptom that that our economy is on its last legs and is dying, yes. and that uh, capitalism in general has reached its yes its peak, and we're, we're in the late days of capitalism? And do you do you agree then with my idea for the app that everyone who downloads the app should get an equal share of the money on offer, and everyone should get some of the money? For having the app. Mike's a socialist. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should win some money from the game called HQ. And I think that's sick. The redistribution of wealth of, of, of our winnings. Yeah, yeah, you're in a unique position to redistribute uh, wealth. I'm here to talk about the redistribution of wealth, if we could. To okay. bring it back. Right. I'm okay. fine with that. Because, what uh, would you do? Where would you move Guelph? Someone has Guelph on the brain, and I know yeah. it's not you, James. It's not Scott. I'm looking loves at Scott. Guelph. Uh, I, I, if you had told me yesterday that our first Yank guest was going to have Guelph on the brain, I would have said, You're nuts. Get, out, right. get away you from me. You should stop saying, calling Scott a Yank. Sorry, I th- Yank. I, uh, old habits die hard. I know, yeah, Guelph Central. I prefer to be called a Guelphie at this point. Is that what you call a. a, a, a what's the demonym for Guelph um, residents? I, I think it's a Guelphie, a yeah. Guelphie? A newfie and a Guelphie? You should find yourself a good Guelph gal, gal to settle down with. A Guelph friend. Yes. A Guelph friend. Listeners, if any of you are single and uh, women uh, from Guelph, please get in touch with us. We'd like for you to maybe meet and marry Scott. Is I'm that- at the point where I, I could walk down the street right now and just marry the first Guelph and... Guelphite? The Guelph, Guelphie, I Guelph see. Guelphor? It sounds like something from Harry Potter when we that, say that's it that. That's why many I times. love the word so much. It sounds so Guelph. mystical, doesn't it? Yeah. Guelph, and it is a kind of mystical place. A little bit, a little bit freaky. It's it feels like n- nowhere else you've ever. Been. What do they have to offer there? Guelph. Besides Ooh. Aggies, Aggies, uh, yeah. That's the club scene there. James. Oh, it's all right. I mean, it's no, uh, you know, Cambridge, Ontario, or Oshawa. Oshawa has got the best clubs in Toronto, Burlington. Also good. Um, you were in Brampton last week, too, weren't you? Yeah, Brampton's pretty good club-wise. Guelph is a bit more... It doesn't have that kind of like um, Doug Ford wearing a chain uh, open shirt vibe that I like. Guelph's a little more like, you know, um, country. You know what like, I mean? Yeah, overalls. Overalls. And like a Carhartt. straw hat. Yeah. Yeah. And the DJ is... Uh, he's on a tractor spinning because they're into agriculture. It's like the party in Footloose. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, is Guelph on, on like most New Yorkers' minds these days? I would say I, I'm uh, leading. I'm a leading uh, a movement in New York, uh, really trying to foster a cultural exchange between our sister city. If you didn't know, oh, yes, New York City and Guelph are sister cities. I had no idea. That's it. Makes sense though. Really? Makes sense. Yeah, I would have thought London or Tokyo or. No, 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 Guelph, huh. um, and we're 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 leading groups there. To really, yeah, yeah, like resettling, resettling, wow. forcibly, or are people volunteering to go? No, the sterilizations are forcible, but the okay. the settling itself is fully voluntary. So, but you do need to be sterilized once you are there. Oh, sterilized, enough. like you can't have kids, right? Or? Because we do realize this is a foolhardy expedition, and we do not want to uh, see any future generations come from this. Right. It's very, very uh, Handmaid's Tale-ish, if I may yeah. say. But you know, which is all the rage. It's right true. now, and where we got our inspiration. 
popular show. I see. So everyone's leaving Central Park West. They're getting in a plane. They're going to Guelph. They're sterilizing themselves mm-hmm. and settling in Guelph. Makes sense to me. You don't, you don't read about this in the Toronto Sun. Oh. No. Well, you know what? It's usually a good source for news, but in this one instance, you're not. You're not, you're not reading about it anywhere. Dark web. Maybe on the dark web. Do you, do you ever go on the dark web? Oh, the... Forgive I use James. it all the time. Forgive James for asking this question. He asks every one of our guests about the dark web. The dark web. Is this, is this where this podcast exists? On the dark web? It was where the first season was released. <sighs> Which I was not a part of. Yeah. My solo hosting podcast was on the dark web and still is. And it, and as you know, with the dark web, you can't search for anything. You have to type in the exact address. So if you know the address, please go for it. Next thing you know, James is going to James is going to uh, advise you to do an HQ on the dark web where the questions are a little it bit ruder. A bad idea. And the prizes are in Bitcoin or maybe in drugs. Well, I've heard worse Silk, ideas. Silk Road. Uh, so no no to no to the dark web yourself? Uh, I I haven't I haven't really surfed the dark web too much. No, I, I You can pay $50 to have someone assassinated, and I think that's mm. just wrong. Fifty dollars, well, Canadian? Canadian. Well, that's yeah. a good deal. I forgot. I was talking to someone from abroad. Well, get this: you can do uh, if you if you're a dark web user like me. There's a there's a darker web. No yep. premium. The premium premium you web, upgrade. or we call it the disgusting web. <laughs> so it's regular web, dark web, disgusting and web, or premium. I don't even want to know the answer to this, but what's on the disgusting web? You don't want to know. Is that where they Photoshop celebrity uh, heads onto naked bodies, like Jennifer oh. Love Hewitt? Mm-hmm. And then it's oh. like, oh, it's a Jennifer Love Hewitt nude, but it's it's actually just a Photoshop. Her head. Scott, has your head ever been Photoshopped onto a person who is naked or worse? Worse. Oh, a no. fully clothed uh, Hillary Duff oh. as Lizzie McGuire. No one should have to put up with that. No one should have to see that. Also a... Quiz Khalifa. Someone photoshopped my face into Quiz Khalifa's body. Wiz Khalifa's body oh. to form Quiz Khalifa. Quiz. Oh. He's a rapper. I don't know him. But getting back to your idea about uh, the dark web sponsoring HQ, I think there could be some crossover there. It's uh, not a bad idea. I mean, I can use my contacts and send you an email if you want. Instead of winning $5,000, you win 5,000 kilo of crocodile. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's big in Guelph, too. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's their so agriculture is their main export, and crocodile is their second uh, biggest crocodile one. capital of Canada. Yeah, and I don't know how that happened. How did that happen again? Um, there was like a Russian student who came from uh, Moscow to study agriculture and started a lab. And next thing you know, yeah, <sighs> very upsetting. How we're doing on time? Uh, we may be uh, we may be wrapping up on time here because you have to jet, right, Scott? I have to jet. I got to buy a condo. Yeah. Yep. I want one that overlooks the uh, what's that highway? Gardner there? Expressway. The Gardner Expressway. Yeah. Is that oh, it? that yeah, that's a great spot. You can get one. People who aren't from Toronto, you can get a condo that overlooks right on top of a highway. I don't like that. What if you're sitting on your uh, balcony trying to eat your supper, and all these cars are whizzing by as you're trying to just in- enjoy your well, meal? So what? As long as you're not naked, what does it matter? You should have the right to. Well, that's a different subject, but you should eat naked. Right. You should have the right to eat naked on your own balcony in, in the city. And well, why? It's called human rights. Uh, whatever. Four hundred one. The four hundred one is where I prefer. Oh, the four hundred one. Yeah, that's a good one too. We can get you a condo in the four hundred one. Right in, uh, right by the Oakdale Country Club. 
Oakdale Country Club. You remember there, aren't you, James? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can get you. I can look into that. Yeah? You like the look of it? Did you take the 401 or were you strolling around next to it? To be honest, I don't know what I took. Oh. <laughs> huh. Wow. Well, I think that huh. this is going to go down in history as one of the most important episodes in the, of, of this podcast that we've ever done because we're building bridges not only between landlords and tenants, but between Canadians and Americans. I agree. And Guelph and New York City. Sisters. Sister cities. Um, Scott, thank you so much for, for coming on today. You're welcome. Next time, let's do this in Eatonville. Huge. Pl- oh, I love the idea. It's been a pleasure to have you here, Scott. Thank you so much. Pleasure's all yours. So, listeners, welcome back to our third segment. And we've got some quite sad news for Yeah, you. devastating. Um, Do you want to say it? I, I'd rather... Uh, if they're going to shoot the messenger, I'd rather it be you. Well, Scott, we only had Scott for a short amount of time, and he had to run. And so, unfortunately, and this is the first time ever, uh, there will be no game segment now, this week. And, and long-time listeners and fans... We know that you you always look forward to the game part of the show. It's there will often... be pitchforks in the <laughs> effing streets. <laughs> uh, we should go into hiding. The, the, the games go viral. They go viral. They're very popular. Um, I don't know about you, James, but I'm often stopped on the street by fans who just want to talk about the game segment. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's effed up. I'm grateful Scott gave us his time. But it doesn't make sense for us to play a game with just the two of us. It's There's something kind of creepy. Sick. It's uh, Yeah. It's disgusting. The idea of you and I playing a game, the two of us, is feels repulsive. When I imagine just the idea of two men in a room playing a game together, I, I start thinking of uh, Dahmer. I start thinking of Manson. Mm-hmm. I start thinking of uh, Bundy. Mm-hmm. I start thinking of Ed Gain, who turned human skin into uh, like lampshades. You know and a lot stuff. of serial killers' names. Ed Gain. I don't I've never think heard I do. Him. I th- think you do. Okay. But anyway, this is all to say that it's mm. very creepy for you and I to stare each other in the eyes in this mm. in this room and play a game. I won't do it. I'll tell you that right now. It's not happening. Uh, so unfortunately, yeah, the game the game segment not to be not to be had this week. It would, Unbelievable. It would be less disturbing if one of us alone played a game. Like picture Agreed. a man alone in a room playing a game in a cornfield at midnight. I agree. Playing a game alone, less creepy than you and I playing a game. Yes. So we're not going to do it. We're We're not not going to do it. It's not happening. Um, But if listeners do have any thoughts about us not playing a game, and this is episode 55, we've we've played 54 games before For the love of God. We're not doing one this time. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to tweet us. Our Twitter handle is at LTPodMess. And we're available on email at, uh, it's I believe, uh, ltpodmess at gmail.com. And if you want to phone or text Mike, his phone number is 647-724-2315. Call him, text him. I think that's a good very slippery to throw that out there as well. So you're playing mind games with me. I guess we are playing a game. <laughs> hey, we played after a game all. after all. You're playing mind games with me and trying to, uh, to ruin my mental health. Already ruined. Me. Already ruined. 
Um, well, Mike, so I suppose that will more or less do it for the show this week. Very exciting. It was our cool first Yank guest. Yeah, oh, it was very good. Stop saying that. Um, and we'll be back next week with a new guest. I believe so. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Uh-huh.